Welcome to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset with me, Johnny Pardo. Do you want to increase your confidence in your career? Well, today I'm creating this extended episode to help you boost your confidence in order to boost your career and further your opportunities within it. This is more aimed in the work or corporate place, but it's also a useful reference point for you if you're an entrepreneur. So this is an extended episode due to the fact that many, many people were requesting confidence with their career and their business as well. So I'm going to give you a number of steps today and there's going to be 10 steps, 10 ideas for action. But really, I want you to pick at least one, pick between one and three, but at least one and think about how you can implement it. Welcome to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset podcast with me, Johnny Pardo, here to help you take control of your self-esteem and confidence. Like I said, this was a request for a extended episode. And a number of people asked me and reached out for this when I said I would create a special episode for people in August time. And as we're at the very end of August, I thought this was a great opportunity to talk about a topic that many, many people are struggling with or challenge with. It's having confidence in your career. So maybe you can relate to this. Maybe you're in a career where you want to progress or you find it difficult because of the confidence challenges that are coming into you. Now, for me, I used to struggle with a number of confidence issues in the workplace. I would be afraid to speak up. I would be afraid to say my name in a meeting. I'd be afraid to say my point of view. I'd be afraid to ask a question. And if someone said something that was even slightly critical, I would have it affect me quite a lot. I would feel bad about it and negative. And I'd really get get on my own back for it as a result. But as I progressed through my career from my early 20s, I started to try and come out of my comfort zone. Well, not try. Try is always a bad word. You will do it. I started to actually do it and come out of my comfort zone and therefore, as a result, increase my confidence over and over again. Now, did that mean that fears wouldn't would no longer appear? Of course not. And I drill this point in time and time again because it's an absolute ridiculous misconception that people have. Confident people having zero fears. No, everybody on the planet has fear. The difference is people who appear confident, really, really succeeding, see the fears, but they do it anyway. There's a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. I really recommend you check that one out. And Tony Robbins has his own name for that. It's Phil, It's F the Fear and Do It Anyway. You can imagine what the F word stands for in that case. But it's very, very true. Confident people who you might see in your in your career, maybe they're doing really, really well at the top. They are fearful at times. But eventually, when they do something again and again, they're no longer fearful. But as we do things that are new, our brain will get fearful. 
So I'm going to talk you through some steps today in how you can boost your confidence in your career. Okay, and using some of the things that I learned and the the theories I learned. Now, I don't teach theory. I don't just read off a load of theories and say, to increase your confidence, you should do this, this and this. I hope you enjoyed my robot voice there. No, I actually talk about things I implement in my own life. I like to walk my talk. <laughs> so these are things I've actually done. And of, of course, at first, when I discovered things, they're very much theories, whether I whether I read them in books, whether I listened to them on a podcast, whether I found it on YouTube, whether I found it on some source on Google, when I was trying to improve my confidence as much as possible, or just try to model what someone else was doing. And that's a really, really good tip. That's not even in my top 10. But modeling someone for confidence is a key thing. Now, when I say modeling someone, it doesn't mean I want to be really clear on this. You do not become another person. You are always going to be you be your authentic self, but you can model certain tendencies that make another person successful. Success leaves clues, as Jim Rohn, one of the biggest names in personal growth, quoted. He said, success leaves clues. So if you see someone doing something confident, you can model them. And this is what I tried. And it brought me to many, many different ways in order to act that confidence. But I'm going to go through some tips today. And there's, there's another quote I'd like to share with you that came from a great book called Higher Status by Jason Capital. And it's, it's easier to act your, your new way of thinking than think your new way of acting. Meaning you take the action first and then the feeling comes. Okay. And as I always say, if something's too big a jump in your career, it's it, the confidence is you know, not the confidence, but the fear is too big in order for you to progress, then you break it down into smaller bite-sized chunks and you build a confidence as a result from there. So first of all, before we go into those steps, I feel like I'm already getting excited and going into a fair bit, but confidence is a huge, huge thing I'm key about. I'm hugely passionate about sharing it with people because there's too many people in the world who have gifts, talents, abilities, but they hold themselves back because of their own self-talk. And I was one of those people. And there's always going to be levels when I'm going to get to a new level. I'm going to face confidence challenges as well. I'm going to face fear because your brain is designed to keep you safe, not to progress. The survival part of your brain is trying to keep you safe. But when you do something you're scared of or fearful of, that's the best feeling you can get. The confidence is extraordinary. And you've got to remind yourself of that. And I'm always going to face new levels. Say, for example, when, not if, I like to use the word words in a positive sense. I usually like to use words intelligently, not just try this thing called positive thinking and hope for the best. I use words like when I do something. So when I speak in front of 10,000 people, even more than that in future, then I am going to feel fearful at first. But then when I do it, I'm going to become more confident as a result. So there's always another level. So why do we become fearful and lack confidence in our career? I'm going to list five reasons now. So the first one is we seek approval from other people. We want to please other people because it's, again, linked to what I was talking about 
to the brain trying to survive. If we don't get the right approval from people, perhaps if we're a bit fearful about not doing so well, having our pay reduced or things like that, our brain starts blowing things out of proportion and starts saying, oh my God, I got impressed so-and-so and so, am I doing a good enough job? Maybe you can relate to this first one. Your brain overreacting, being worried for its survival. And in the job, obviously you get paid for it and that's linked to paying your bills and whether whether you've got kids, whether you don't have kids like me, whether you're paying for your rent or whatever you're paying for. Obviously, your brain, your job is linked and your career is linked to getting paid. So your brain will blow things out of proportion and say, oh, I need to get approval or else I'm in danger. But even minor things like someone might look at you funny and you, they don't even mean it. But your brain will start blowing things out of proportion. So that's the first one. The second reason is we needed approval from our parents or guardians when we were younger to stay safe and protected. So think about, maybe you can't think that far back, but when you were maybe five years old, but if possible, like when you were two, three, two or three years old, you probably needed approval from your parents in order for them to look after you and care for you. Now, I know we all have different backstories and some situations for people have been more blessed than others. But your parents or your guardians from a young age, you needed approval. And therefore, we can try and seek that from other people, especially in the workplace. The first two points are very similar. But if we're trying to please people, it can often come from early childhood, that people pleasing element. However, some parents educate their kids and all parents are learning on the job. And, you know, that most parents do an amazing, incredible job. But... There's a lack of teaching people to think for themselves and be independent in ways that they can get the praise and approval from themselves. And it tends to be a tendency across human beings that we're looking for external approval as a result. So that's the second reason. The third one is we don't train ourselves enough. What do I mean by train ourselves? I mean, train your own emotions and your self-esteem. The way you talk to yourself is critical. You cannot go through this life without training yourself every single day and expect to have a good quality of life. You need to be doing something even small each day to talk to yourself well, because if you don't, when things get challenging, that voice in your head will get very, very cruel. And it used to be the case for me, especially in career. When difficult situations comes in, maybe you get that difficult project, maybe you get a difficult manager, maybe you get a difficult colleague. Obviously, there are things you can do about these things. But if you're not training yourself every single day to speak kindly to yourself and look after yourself, it is going to be a challenge to really, really bounce back from challenging situations. And that's why we lack confidence and confidence is trust in your own abilities. Number four is we don't practice the right skills enough. OK, so think about what your job is and think about do you practice the right skills? Now, you might be saying, well, yeah, Johnny, I do. You know, I do my job every day. Um, and, you know, whether it's, you might be like typing spreadsheet, <laughs> writing stuff in the spreadsheets, which I'm a weirdo. I find spreadsheets fun. OK, I'm an awesome weirdo. 
but I find writing in the spreadsheets fun. You might have to do a task where, you know, you call a lot of people each day. But ask yourself honestly, do you train yourself in the skills that you need to be confident in? Okay. Have a look at all the things you have to do in your job and are you practicing them enough? Because when we do something over and over again, we can become very confident. Now, this is why people can lack confidence at first when they start a new job. And then the manager or colleague comment, oh, they've really come a long way and their confidence has increased. And that's because the more you practice something, the more you become more confident. In. That's actually quite a simple concept, but we don't always pick the right skills. Now, for me, my opinion is that everyone should be practicing how they communicate to another human being every single day. And I'm not talking about this, these stupid ways of text messaging or emailing. Obviously, we've got to email people, but I'm talking about real communication. You need to practice real communication. Me, I am crazy. Right now, I am in a cupboard talking to myself, doing a podcast. Well, I'm talking to you, of course. But I do this when I'm not making a podcast. I will speak to myself out loud and say and say words of things I've learned throughout the day. Why do I do this? Because it improves the quality of my communication with other people. Now, of course, that's not the only thing I do. I try to go as many to as many social situations as possible. Obviously, through the whole COVID and pandemic, that was reduced as much as possible. That was reduced. But as much as possible, I've tried to talk to people, even if it's like a Google video or whatever. Google video? Google Meet <laughs> or Zoom or whatever. But ideally, you speak to people face to face as much as possible. And this is why I like to do this with my coaching client clients, because all five of them, it really helps me and them improve our communication skills when you can see someone. And I like meeting up with friends and family as much as a person. Now, regardless if you're an introvert, an extrovert or whatever your job is, I have identified and from what I from all my reading research and actually experiencing it myself, how you communicate and present yourself is going to help you progress your career significantly. If you can communicate ideas out loud, well, that can really help. Now, I had a stage where I went through job interview to job interview. Now, my feedback was always your written application is not that great. Um, and people will be brutally honest. But you're really good. Like when they were doing mock interviews, you're really good at presenting yourself in these interviews. Now, on a few occasions, I didn't get the job. OK, but that's because my knowledge of the job I was going for was limited. And I was just applying for any job at one point in my career <laughs> just to get a permanent contract in the public sector. But I always got this. You are one of the top candidates. Like the way you present yourself, you speak with such you know, confidence, even though I had self-esteem challenges in the background. Um, you, the way you present yourself was has really, really good. And we really almost gave you a job, but someone just had that little bit more knowledge than you. OK, and that is key. And then it actually got me promoted the way I presented myself, even though my knowledge of projects at certain times was limited. But it didn't come across just because of the way I presented things and spoke. So how you present stuff will really, really get you noticed in a career. So. Whether it's five minutes or 10 minutes a day, just practice talking and presenting ideas because that will really help you get noticed. I'm not saying if you're an introvert, you need to suddenly be like the heart and soul of the party and talking all, all the time. But you just need to be able to communicate your ideas and texting, 
writing things down is not the same as saying it out loud. So that's just one example. I went, uh, went on that one a little bit, but I'm really, really passionate and fired up about that, that people think not practicing how they talk out loud is people don't think it's important. It is really, really important. Like I say, there's other things. Practice the skills you need in your job. Ask yourself, what do you really need? And this is often why people can lack confidence because they're not practicing what they need enough to do. And then the final reason that I wanted to cover that people don't, well, people lack confidence is they don't take enough brave action. This may be you. This was me. Scared, like I said, I was scared to put my hand up in a meeting. I was scared to say my name in a meeting. And when I gave like this mini update for the first time, as I remember, I just I had someone's update. They couldn't make the meeting, and I read it out. It was like three sentences long, and I was petrified. This is ridiculous. Like this sounds ridiculous from the guy who's, you know, got a really high highly rated podcast and speaks a lot and give could comfortably go into a business and given up that any time he's done speeches to people. And in my project management career, I, I got to a point where I can just pre present to leadership and all sorts. So this is ridiculous. But I even saying at one stage, even saying three sentences in a meeting was terrifying. I was shaking like anything. But that was just a little step of courage. And then I made some more steps. So I see people think of like the big paralyzing thing. Oh, my God, that looks so terrifying to present in front of the whole company. Now, if you're terrified of saying your name to present in front of the whole company or a leadership or even like a team meeting, that's going to be a big jump. So you've got to break it down and just take little steps of courageous action. That's one thing I see people holding themselves back in. OK, so now I'm going to go in. Those are five reasons why I see people lacking confidence from my coaching experience, from my own experience and from speaking to others in workplaces. OK, so how do you deal with it? So I'm going to go through 10 ideas for action with you. Ten steps. I'm going to go through 10 ideas for action. Like I said at the beginning, just pick one, one minimum. Pick between one and three, though. OK. But one is your minimum. OK, and I'm going to give you an action point at the end here. OK, so the first pointer you can do is incantations. Actually, before I go into these, I want to say you might listen, you might be an achiever and be like, I'm going to do all of these. Now, your brain can only take so much on and you might get excited at first. And for a few days, it seems like a good action to take. But after a while, your brain goes, oh, my God, that's way too much to implement. What am I going to do? And it explodes and then you give up. So just do small bits of action. OK, so the first one is incantations. Just saying powerful things yourself over and over again. What's an incantation? An incantation is like an affirmation. An affirmation is when you're saying, using the words I am and then a power statement after it. So saying, I am amazing, I'm incredible, I am I'm wonderful, I am amazing at my job. Pick three to five different phrases you want to believe about yourself or things you could get on board with. If you want to say, I am the best, you know, I am the best in the world at my job and you don't quite believe it, it's going to be difficult to get it in. But instead, say something that makes you feel confident that you can get on board with. 
But an incantation is using the words I am and the statement and then using movement and real emotion when you're saying it. An affirmation is sometimes just saying words. But if you're saying it with emotional intensity and movement, that's going to get in your nervous system, into your brain a lot more. Okay. So that's the first one. Use powerful incantations. And the way to discover them is find what your limiting thoughts are, limiting beliefs. So if you're saying I'm useless, I, I'm pathetic, think of what the opposite is and be honest with yourself. What are you saying to yourself and discover what the opposite is and then start saying the opposite to yourself over and over again. Get on board with something you can believe in. So if you if, for example, you want to say I am a highly charismatic speaker and you just can't get on board with it, say I am wi willing to come out of my comfort zone to be a charismatic speaker and say it over and over again. OK, so that's the first one. The second tip is list all of the things you've achieved. As human beings, we are terrible in our career at remembering all the things we've overcome. But when something bad goes wrong, guess what? Our brain starts going, oh, my God, danger, survival. Oh, I've messed it up. We don't want to mess things up again. However, we forget about all the great we do unless we train ourselves to do so. So one thing you can do is at the start or end of the day, depending when you're better functioned, is to start listing all the things you've achieved. Just do a minute to two minute rant and write it down. Write all the things you've achieved in your career today. So whether it was getting your first job, whether it was finishing a small project, whether it was something you got praise for, just write down all the things you can think of. My third point is write and well, write down after you thought about one small thing you can do that's courageous each week and eventually something you can do each day. Start small, do something each week that's going to make you come out of your comfort zone a little bit. So maybe it's even just talking to a colleague who you're nervous about talking to. Even if it's just, hey, how, how was your weekend or how are you doing? Just take that small action each day. Or maybe it's just sticking up for yourself when someone usually says something and interrupts you. So just do something small each week to build that confidence. My fourth point is similar to my second, but it's slightly different. It's praise yourself at the end of each day. What do I mean by this? I mean, pat yourself on the back and say, well done, Johnny. Obviously, if your name's Johnny, don't say well done, Johnny. But again, we forget what we've achieved. But if you get into the habit of praising yourself over and over again, it becomes second nature to you. And I'm always patting myself. Well done, Johnny. Great podcast so far. Thanks, man. Anyway, <laughs> so this is just my point. You can keep doing this over and over again and praise yourself, patting yourself on the back. Okay, the fifth point is... Anchor and something powerful. Anchor, I said the word in case that wasn't clear. What's anchoring mean? So <clears throat> anchoring is when you can access an emotion with a single movement or single gesture. So, for example, if you clench your fist and you and you've anchored in the feelings of confidence, you can start to shift your feeling and feel more confident. So at the start of each day. Think of three experiences when you were highly confident, whether that's in your career or any part of your life. 
and then just think about them and really feel them. And then what you're going to do is make a movement and say yes. So it could be clenching your fist and smiling and saying yes, or it could be just clapping your hands together. Hopefully you heard that clap. Or it could just be smiling in a particular way. So what you're doing there is then when you're later in the day and you want to access that emotion, you've just got to make the gesture or movement you've made at the start of the day. And you can start getting those feelings back into yourself. This is a really effective method I picked up from my neuroencoding certification that you can start implementing as well. My sixth, sixth point of action is change your body. You can change your state and how you feel so quickly, like I just said, the anchoring, but you can also change your body. If you're walking with your chest upright, you're smiling, you're going to feel more confident. If you've got your shoulders dropped, you're not smiling, your head down, you're not going to feel as confident. So consciously noticing your body language in your career when you're at work is really, really key, whether that's working from home or whether that's working in an office or a mixture, or whatever you do. But this is something I did. And I started to notice I, when I wasn't feeling so confident, I would start sitting upright. And I got quite a lot of this from the book, The Higher Status, that I mentioned earlier by Jason Capital. And I started to make eye contact and not give my attention away to people immediately when they said my name. Sit upright and smile more. And this increased my confidence an awful lot. Okay, my next step, step number seven, or action point number seven you can try, is ask better quality of questions. Our state and how we feel is determined by our focus. Our focus is determined by the quality of the questions we ask ourselves. So if you ask yourself, what's going to go wrong now? What have I messed up? Guess what? Your brain starts going, oh, you've messed this up. You're going to mess that up. That's going to go wrong. But if you start asking yourself, what's awesome about me or what can I get excited about tomorrow or today? Then your brain starts looking for those things. Start asking yourself, what is awesome about me? What am I going to achieve today? Which pre-proposes you are going to do awesome today. And then your brain starts focusing on that. So really pay attention to your questions. And an exercise you can do is at the start of the day, just write down three powerful questions that can only come up with a really powerful and strong answer. Look at empowering, empowering questions at the start of the day, and then your brain will be trained to start looking for good, the good qualities in you and in life. My eighth tip is work on your strengths, not weaknesses. Okay. So often, and this this really came apparent to me when I listened to Dean Graziosi talk about this, and it was just so true, and it hit home. A lot of us are told to work on our weaknesses as kids. I don't really think that's the right approach. If I spent all my energy and time working on things that I didn't really care about and didn't really weren't really going to do a lot of good for me and were weaknesses unless they were absolutely critical and I had to do them that's going to be a lot of energy used so therefore why would I want to try and spend so much energy on things that I'm not so good at when you work on your strengths you're going to feel more confident now of course in a career 
you may be asked to improve a certain area. But I would suggest working on things you're strong in already. So if you're really well organized, work on your organization skills. If you're really, really good at planning, really work on those planning skills. Get even better at them so you feel even more confident. If you're perhaps, now for me, I'm not very good at making presentations, but I'm very good at delivering them. So I don't spend an awful lot of time trying to get good with my graphics. Now, of course, like I said, there's one or two things that are really, really good skills to have, and you might be weaker at them. But if possible, try and work on as many strengths as possible. Now, one of the things I would say that where whatever level you are at is you want to work on your ability to, to talk to people and present. That would be an exception, whether you're strong or weak, weak in it. That is probably the key one. I say your communication and presenting to people is going to get you further in your career. But otherwise, don't worry about things that you think you should get better at and you're weak at and aren't that important. Work at things that you're really good at and are useful skills that you can improve even more. The next step is visualizing results in advance. The more you visualize results, the stronger you're going to feel. OK, so visualization is a key, key thing. And then number 10 is have a setback plan. If something goes wrong, have the steps you're going to do to anchor back in that confidence. Like I say, use the two minute rule. That is something that really, really helped for me. So making things small and easy to do. The definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over again. I used to be in my own head and wouldn't take any action. Don't let that happen to you. So I hope you've enjoyed this extended episode today. You can find me on Instagram and many other social media platforms. You can find my links in the description below. Once again, thank you so much for listening today. I appreciate you and make that decision to take control of your self-esteem and confidence.